0: Hey, it's Jim Paff again, and this is the Against Nice podcast where we believe that nice people are evil because they want to run your lives. We promote culture and government that values voluntary decisions left up to you. This is a way to promote justice and kindness that thinks about the needs of others before ourselves. Go to our website, politics and join our email list the buttons right there at the top right politics not it's jim Paff. got a great broadcast today one of my really close friends troy newman from operation rescue he's we've just been friends for many years a real buddy a great advocate for the unborn and the protection of human life and uh, it's going to be a really fun podcast Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Against Nice podcast. So glad to have you with us. I got my very dear friend of many years, Troy Newman, who's the president of Operation Rescue. Uh, he's a, he's a uh, criminal investigator of Planned Parenthood, or so people uh, say I'll, I'll let him tell that story. But um, what, what a good guy. Stands up for the unborn for many years. A great sacrifice. and. Uh, I am not worthy to be your friend Troy. Thanks for coming on today.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm just glad you didn't say I was an old friend because that implies uh, many years and many gray hairs, which is both are actually true though.
0: I yeah, mean, absolutely. And and, I'm and, old. and even though this is a, a podcast, you know, I am recording the video just in case we want to uh, you know, let people know or kind of tease little yeah, things we'll, so people we'll cross, come to it. we'll cross link, man, but hey, we live in interesting times, don't we? We really do. I am greatly concerned about what's going on and yet i think there might be some simmering hope underneath uh what's your impression of uh what's going on in some of these um, protests that are taking place and how people are reacting what's your sense
1: right so i think we are, we're on a razor's edge right now we could go one of two ways we could go Go total, radical, socialist, totalitarian control, all the dystopian movies that we've ever seen, all the books we've read, 1984, V from Vendetta, you know, 12 Monkeys, you know, <laughs> it, it, all, it all goes back to the same thing, that uh, the, the, the human condition is such that they want power and they want control. And you see the people, the blue states, the Democrat governors, boy, they want to lock you down, shut down the churches, of course, keep the pot shops and the liquor stores <laughs> open, but doggone yeah. it you dang well not better administer communion because you're going to get everybody sick and you want old people to die. So if we could go that way, or there are these glimmering hopes. I was just in communication with our lead counsel down in Texas, who's representing Shelley Luther, was part of her legal team. And she was just let out of jail today, serving an illegal seven-day sentence for daring to go to work. Now, the reason I bring that up is because when she first hit the limelight, she opened up her salon. People said, you, you can't do that. Some people cheered for her. She got had a little rally. She ripped up the citation in front of everybody and the judge sent her to jail. Overnight, they raised $500,000 for her legal fees, 500, half a million dollars. Now, that excites me because people are looking for leadership right now. People are looking around. Is it your pastor? Is it your governor? Is it your uh, local administrator, who is it? Who's your hero? She arises in the midst of this storm like a phoenix out of the ashes. And that half a million dollars is a, is a bellwether. It's an indicator of where people are at. And where are we? We're yearning for freedom and liberty and justice. And the other side wants complete totalitarian control and a, and a boot on your neck. And so we could go one of two ways. I'm rooting for the side of liberty.
0: Yeah, I, I really do believe that there's something simmering that we don't see. I get it's not exactly the same, but I get the sense that there's something akin to the Tea Party movement that could come out of this. I don't know that it'll be as extensive or as deep as that was, but it's possible. But I do know, I mean, that is evidence that people are really upset what's taking place. And two so what, last.
1: We yep. had a little rally here in Wichita. There's a couple mm-hmm. hundred people standing on the street. And it was not uh, what I'm used to, you know, a pro-life rally. We're holding pro-life signs. Mm-hmm. It's not a Donald Trump rally. There, I, I don't think I saw anybody wearing, you know, a MAGA hat or anything. But literally waving American flags saying, let's get back to work. You would think, who could be against this? Yeah. But you, you would be surprised at the people that came by and flipped us off, flipped us the bird, told us to go to hell told us we were all crazy. This is America, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm holding a sign, an American flag saying, let's go back to work. You know what, I gotta tell you, Jim, I'm proud of America. I am so proud of America. We were asked um, by our president and our governors, go home, stay at home for six weeks, eight weeks, lose a paycheck, lose your job, miss a mortgage payment or two, your kids are <laughs> gonna be homeschooled, live on spam, And accept $1,200 as as recompense for that. And you know what? People did it. There were not riots in the street. I thought there were going to be. There there wasn't this massive uproar. We did it for the greater good. That's how altruistic Americans are. We're altruistic and we want to, we do want to save granny. We do want uh, people to live. That's the the inherent right to life movement. We want people to live and we'll self-sacrifice. But the time is up. And there's a simmering teapot right now that's about ready to blow steam off, saying we need to get back to work and, uh, and rejoin society and people and, and throw off this yoke of despotism that they're trying to put around our
0: neck. You know, my uh, friend Robert Heiler, who uh, follows me on Facebook, he's a messaging kind of guy. He put, he put this out on his Facebook recently, and I loved it. He said, thank you for my free 60-day trial period of full socialism. I would like to cancel my subscription effective immediately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, th- but uh, this was version 1.0. And if you yeah. want version 2.0, 3.0, I'll tell you what, you're going to get it in November. If we elect any of these clowns, Como, Whitmer, uh, our, our uh, governor here, Kelly, uh, Newsom, any of these people, look, they're closing beaches in Orange County. Think about this. They're closing beaches in Orange County. These people pay astronomical property tax to live next to the ocean. I've got a friend, you've met him, Peter French, who yeah. lives yeah. just less than a mile from the most beautiful view of Laguna Beach. And they had to literally storm the beach of their own community, the public property, to get their own rights back. And still they're forbidden from laying on the beach, getting a suntan, it's nuts. This is socialism. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Listen, I, I I cannot believe how much people have complied with it. That's the one thing that worries me. By the way, two weeks and we're just we don't know what this is about yet. We just hear these numbers coming out, all of which have been right. wrong, by the way. That, that we're like, let's just let's just hold back for a second and figure out what's going on. Well, we figured out what's going on. I mean, this is. So over the top. I do not believe. By the way, you you talk about another socialist thing. Uh, Governor Pritzker in Illinois just said, okay, you can go back to church, but no more than 50 people. And and I'm sitting there saying, what right do you have to say that the First Amendment makes it very clear you have absolutely no right, even if those people are stupid in their approach and get sick, you don't have a right to do that. This is a clear liberty, and
1: First Amendment freedom. Well, you're a constitutional scholar and have uh, fought in these (laughs) battles for a long time. I am by no means qualified to speak on larger issues of the law. Uh, people think I'm an attorney. It's only because I've been sued so many times and been in court so many times. But here's the deal, and you know this, and 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 people intrinsically know that we're the only country in the world, as far as I know, that that say that rights come from God. Our right to free speech, our right to go to church, our right to carry a gun, our right to an attorney, our right not to uh, um, testify against ourselves. These rights come from God Himself. Now, and it's incumbent upon governments to protect these rights it's incumbent they're supposed to be protecting it so they don't grant rights a government that can grant rights can take them away which is why i've fought for 30 years on behalf of the unborn children because a government so big and powerful that it can take the right to life of an unborn baby can take your second amendment right your right to peaceably assemble your right to go to church etc and i have another thought on this these people that say storming the beach of Laguna Beach was an act of civil disobedience. Uh, opening your salon is an act of civil disobedience. As you know, I preached a Sunday sermon in spite of what the law said on Easter Sunday. And I told the police- Which my wife and get, I
0: attended uh, virtually, by the way. I just want to- You're awesome. You know. Yeah, I was like, uh,
1: great. Uh, I was, I've been going to church for 53 years and I'm not going to miss a uh, an Easter service because some capricious government- Uh, says, uh, no, I don't think so. So I called the chief of police and I said, I'm going to be here on Sunday morning. I invite you to come with me. Now, (laughs) so we're not doing civil disobedience. It's they who are doing civil disobedience. These governors that are locking us down, these these despot tin tin horn judges that are throwing people in jail and arresting priests for giving communion, they are the ones who are doing civil disobedience and they need to be arrested and jailed. Because they're the ones violating our rights that are given to us by God. This is what the revolution started. Our, our America's revolution started over this exact same thing.
0: That's exactly right. That's the one thing that people are missing, in part because we, our education system, sucks at talking about our real history as a country. I saw a meme uh, just recently that with uh, some lady going, "Whoa, you know, kind of." And it said, "Calm down. We're only going. We're only doing fascism until there's a vaccine." I mean, <laughs> so you know, uh, pandemics do not temporarily put the Constitution to the side. I mean, it right. just—that's not how we are to operate as a country. This is the one major criticism, by the way, of Lincoln in a real time of war. You know, uh, taking habeas corpus away.
1: Uh, right. You, right. You he suspended been, the Constitution. He suspended the
0: Constitution. You know, a lot of
1: people don't know, and I've got, I've got feelings on both sides of the issue sure. with Lincoln. He certainly preserved the Lincoln or preserved the Union, union. Yeah. at the expense of our rights, but he was a despot. A lot of people don't know, you know, Washington, D.C. is surrounded by Southern states, and he went into Maryland and arrested the legislature, which was about ready to vote to secede, so Washington, D.C. would have been surrounded by Southern states, so he arrested these legislators. And threw him in jail, suspended yeah. our constitutional rights, and uh, so we're in a precarious position. We're we're on a razor's edge. But I'm in the in the camp for liberty, and I'm in the camp for American people because we yearn to be free. Uh, this was the Donald Trump revolution. Democrats, libertarians, Republicans, people that never voted for or voted before are voted for this guy because they. Are tired of what they see and hear from government.
0: Yeah. This, by the way, and I'm, I know you've uh, read my little uh, piece on why I'm calling this podcast Against Nice. I, I think that there's a real call for people to get back to asserting their rights, not in a mean and cruel way, not to impose anything upon anybody, but to say, don't you dare come against my rights. I'm going to fight you. This, that's why this uh, lady in Texas who opened up her salon was so courageous, such an inspiration in my opinion, because she decided that she was going to make sure that her rights got precedence over the government. You know, I, I used to work for Thomas Massey and I'm, I'm a big fan friend. He, he always says that the ninth amendment is his favorite amendment. And that is the amendment that asserts that anything that's not enumerated as something the federal government or the state governments can do, that those rights are reserved to the people. Now, nowadays, we're not uh, asserting that in the proper way. We have so expanded government rights in this country that we don't understand that uh, of the whole realm of anything that can be considered a right, that a tiny, tiny little sliver of those things are things we reserve to government to do. And 95 plus percent of them are our individual rights. This entire thing needs to change. We've gotta change our entire way of understanding what rights are because no more should people sit by and let the government get by with it. And that seems so outrageous to some people, particularly people on the left, because they revere government so much. They revere Correct. government power. They want to utilize more government power. They feel the Constitution is an impediment to them. Well, it is. It is. And we it was need supposed to make to be. sure that we assert that.
1: <laughs> it absolutely was supposed to be. The Constitution was not to curtail your rights, but to curtail the influx of government into our lives. What's gone is this fierce, individualism that started this country. These people came from other countries, landed on the shore of America, uh, bought a covered wagon and a horse and went out and, and and into the wilderness and subdued it, which, by the way, is our Christian heritage. We, we're to take the wilderness and make it into a garden. You chop down the trees you don't want, you plant a garden, you bring in the domesticated animals, you tame those wild rivers by making dams and aqueducts and so forth. You forge cities at where there was once nothing and you prosper. That's what we are supposed to be doing. You don't sit back on your laurels. And this is, I was really concerned about this. You know, uh, the people's liberties and bought off for a $1,200 paycheck. Yeah. When you look at the stimulus plan, the numbers are anywhere from 25 to $35,000 per person in America which was spent in the stimulus package, but you only got 1200 bucks. Oh, what a yeah. ripoff! They could have taken that same money and sent $35,000 or 25 to every single person in the United States, and, and that would be the extent of it. Imagine if everybody had that much money. That money would flow into the economy, people would buy houses and cars, start businesses, feed their families, but instead it gets sucked up, soaked up uh, by corrupt politicians and large governments and to by the way, increase the,
0: yeah, our restrictions. Where the bulk our, of our that go? Tell me, to major businesses and corporations
1: businesses and then go into the government to the, bureaucrats. And then that goes in the stock market, which artificially inflates the stock market. No, it's a, it's a mess. But yeah. um, listen, I, Jim, you wanted me to talk a little bit about myself. I did. I kind of just, we jumped into this thing like, yeah. Hey, we're old friends and everybody knows that. But yeah. you know, like you said, I've been on the front lines of fighting for the pre-born for over 30 years. I've been arrested over a dozen times, and by the way, acquitted over a dozen times. yeah, uh, so just because you're arrested doesn't like Shelley uh, Luther doesn't mean you're convicted of a crime. It just means that you have an over a government overreach or an overzealous police officer violating your rights. Uh, I exposed Planned Parenthood, uh, their baby body parts scheme. I'm a founding board member of the Center for Medical Progress. We did a three year undercover investigation and recorded these abortionists talking about buying and selling baby body parts. And for that, I was awarded a $15 million judgment in a San Francisco courtroom last year. And I even traveled to Australia and where just my pro-life views, these radical pro-life, pro-individual freedom rights uh, views got me deported. I was literally thrown in jail in solitary confinement for three and a half days and uh, deported from Australia. So I'm no... um, uh, newcomer I guess to uh, uh, the civil, civil rights movement yeah well like you heard my feelings on civil disobedience that they're the ones and by the way there's a lot of Christians throwing out this Romans 13 uh, yeah. uh, verse that are saying we need to just obey obey the government any edict well well guess what if you were living in Nazi Germany preaching a Romans 13 you know uh, you would obey uh, sending Jews and infidels, and homosexuals, and the infirm to gas chambers, and radical Christians to gas chambers, to be obeying them. But, you know, when you fast forward in the Bible to Acts chapter 5, a more specific verse, you know, the, these people, or the Pharisees, told the apostles, we've strictly forbid you to stop preaching in this person's name. And what the apostles say, we must obey God rather than man. These two verses are not contradictory. They jive together. And in fact, when you really read Romans thirteen, the government is here to reward the good doer and punish the evil doer, and that was the pretext for our American Revolution, using Romans thirteen. Yeah. So that's the sort of life I, have lived. Not I guess probably not your average life, but uh, <laughs> it, it it's been interesting.
0: I've lived some of this with you. I remember the Australia thing. Shoot, you and I were back and forth on that, and I was, I had a few contacts in Australia. And I don't I don't know that it helped, but I tried to. Get it to help, but this, this is the kind. Uh, in fact, Romans thirteen, for the Christian, they should understand that uh, Paul is giving an idealized version of uh, of obeying the government. Uh, you know, he he knew at the time, <clears throat> and every Christian at the time knew that the Roman government was very oppressive to Christians. That they weren't standing up by and large for good and rewarding good and judging evil. He knew the imperfection that was in the real life Roman government but he also was making the point that the government is responsible to God as well for doing good and for punishing evil and when government fails in that effort particularly in a free society like ours we need to assert that the other thing is that you know when when government tells us to disobey God or restricts us from obeying God then that's the point where civil disobedience should come in. And this abortion issue is fundamental to uh, this entire uh, process as well, because the government right now is authorizing the destruction of human life, human beings who have rights. Right. And that has to be opposed in society.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: the Constitution, the
1: preamble says that these rights are for us and— our posterity.
0: That's so right. built
1: into the Constitution is the right to life for unborn children.
0: Yeah. And I have always maintained that the deist, and some people say that Franklin was a an atheist, maybe, Franklin, uh, would argue for O'Bain, the protection Fletcher. of the unborn the same way that the more religious-minded uh, um, uh, Adams in Washington would. They'd use what I call the coinage of liberty. You know, they would reason with people on the basic concepts of, of liberty, but every one of them would also bring in biblical proof texts to talk about why life should be uh, considered sacred and that we shouldn't abort children. I really believe that all four of those men, and certainly others of the founding fathers, would make these arguments. And I certainly. think that we have to both reason with people using. A rational basis for why, and and you can make a very solid rational argument for the protection of life, as well as the biblical argument for the protection. Of course. Of life. It's right course. there in our Declaration of Independence, not just what you point to, but also, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I guarantee you they would have considered the unborn to be protected under that Certainly. principle of life being protected through our government. Certainly. There's, there's no doubt
1: about it. And today we have such technology. Think about this, Jim. Every piece of technology and medicine and science have proven that the unborn child from the moment of conception has its own unique DNA. In fact, so much so that they're trying to harvest these babies that are just newly conceived and create wild island of Dr. Moreau sort of stuff out of them. Yeah. All, the till, all the way till birth. Uh, look at the, the sonogram. Whenever that was developed, I don't know, 80s or 90s, it's developed now into a 4D sonogram. So you can see almost a color image of a moving baby in utero. And I have pictures in my office of children that are in my own grandson. You can see the expression on his face in utero. And then once he's born, have the same expression on his face. Nobody can tell me just showing a picture of a sonogram that that is not a unique living human being. They, they, they gave us this uh, child-killing abortion. They, they gave it to us saying that it was not a human. It was a clump of cells, a blob of tissue. You remember those arguments, a blob oh, yeah. of tissue, a uh, clump of cells, and abortion is nothing more than realigning a woman's menstrual cycle. But now, and then, but now even more so, all technology and science and philosophy has proved that this is a unique living human being, and we can argue with people rationally scientifically medically of course theologically but the thing is these people now say they just kind of like with this COVID-19 quarantine stuff they move the goalposts continually move the goalposts now they say yeah so yeah we know it's a human uh, but it's okay a woman has the right to kill that baby if she can't afford it uh, or or can't handle it mentally so we've gone to a place of uh, where life is subjective uh, the you know, it's only a baby if you want it. Imagine someone walks in a room and she's pregnant. A woman walks, obviously visibly pregnant. And uh, the, the person says, oh, you know, you're pregnant. Yes, I am. Well, is it wanted? Well, if it's wanted, oh, congratulations, you're going to have a baby. No, no, I really don't want it. Well, it's not a baby, then it's just a clump of cells. Yeah. There's, there's. This is the world we live in. And uh, the beautiful thing about the day and age in which we live is that the, the blinders have come off of everybody. They're being stripped. The, people are being stripped bare. The emperor has no clothes. These arguments uh, for child killing have no merit. The arguments for uh, fascism, socialism, any ism, any th- sort of totalitarian government, they have no merit. Uh, these Democrat governors that are literally ten-horned thugs are being exposed for who they are. They got elected running to the right, but when they govern, uh, they they govern to the left, and they've gone so far to the left that even centrist-minded people are saying, you are insane. And I just hope this carries through to the fall and that we have a positive election results and people like Durham and Barr get another four-year term to prosecute these people that are violating law and have been buying, violating the law for, I don't know, our whole lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The science is on our side, by the way. And I'm hopeful that the millennial generation will tend in the long run to be more pro-life because all of their brothers and sisters sonograms were posted right up there on the refrigerator. Right. You know, they, they see this more clearly than any generation before had ever seen it. Certainly the generation that brought us Roe v. Wade. So yeah, they are
1: actually the millennial the millennial generation is very much pro-life. Yeah. Uh, however, they're also pro-gay marriage, pro-socialism, pro-bernie sanders.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, ultimately, we gotta we gotta save the unborn. And and then and but we we still need to reason with them on these other things. I think we have, but see, we lack in a certain way an appropriate and rigorous argument. Against these ideas of socialism that uh, that Bernie Sanders spouts. By the way, uh, Joe Lockhart, uh, Clintonite, Knight uh, had tweeted out recently. He said this may be op- oversimplifies oversimplifying, but but November's election is coming down to a Republican part who rejects science and date and put their faith in God and Trump. And Democrats who believe in the answers that are rooted in science. You know, I, I actually retweeted and replied this way. I said, "You must be talking about the science, quote unquote, that refutes science when it doesn't fit properly into their quote unquote science." I mean, that that's really what we're arguing against. But we've got to be more firm about this. Now, I want to pick up on something you talked about earlier because I wanted you to tell the story. You took a, undertook a scientific effort to expose what Planned Parenthood is doing. And you ended, literally ended up paying, at least to this point, a price for that. Talk to me about what you did uh, to try to expose the sell of baby parts. I want people to understand right. this story. They've probably heard it a little bit in the news, but maybe they don't really know the real story.
1: So we knew, our team knew that uh, Planned Parenthood and other abortion mills have been Uh, aborting children and harvesting their parts. Actually, the baby is actually worth a whole lot more in pieces and sold to pharmaceutical companies or to biotech labs or uh, universities is worth more dead than alive. We knew this. And so our team assembled, and I'm still under litigation, so I can't talk about all the details. However, uh, we were able to infiltrate some of these trade shows a lot like the NRA has a trade show, various organizations, abortionists have trade shows. And we were able to go in there undercover and pose as a third party, a biotech firm that was purchasing these baby body parts. And in fact, these abortionists opened up. You might remember uh, Mary Gatter, abortionist Mary Gatter, said she would be willing to take a Lamborghini in exchange for fetal specimens. Deborah Nucatola talked about how she changed the abortion technique, in other words, not just ripping this baby limb from limb, but changing that technique so she's going to get a baby fully intact. We were on trial last fall in a liberal courtroom in San Francisco, and one of the two th- things that they were suing me for was liable. They said that we had lied about this. We had altered these videos. Uh, in the very beginning, five years ago, Planned Parenthood hired uh, none other than Fusion GPS to dis- discredit these videos. They called them salacious, they called them edited, they called them you know discredited, they were wrong. And during trial, they literally had to do two things. Number one, they had to admit that these videos were true and that these abortionists actually said the things that they said on video, that they're willing to dissect these babies, sell the baby body parts, uh, babies are born alive and dissected. And number two, they had to remove all liable claims against us. So we were not lying. The only thing we were found guilty of was actually, or liable of, was exposing their crimes. And so the, the, they, they called it an act of trespass to sneak into these, uh, these um, trade shows, even though we paid our money to actually uh, go there. They never asked for their money back. We paid our event fees, several thousand dollars, and recorded them. And uh, we uh, violated their non disclosure agreement. Anybody else doing that would be called a whistleblower and they'd be protected by law, right? We've heard a lot about whistleblowers this year, but we're not a whistleblower. We're convicted criminals.
0: Uh, you know, that's exactly the problem that we have in this country. It, it, it's a travesty of justice. That when someone expose and California's the uh, among the worst states, if not the worst state, when it comes to this stuff, they're literally out to destroy opposition. I mean, by the way, a few years ago, as you know already, I'm sure, they developed this jungle primary system, so you will not have a Republican and a Democrat facing each other off in many districts because right. it going to be two Democrats fighting it. It really right. shut out the Republican Party. There have been other steps that they've taken. <clears throat> they literally have this fundamentally progressive socialist view that opposition must be destroyed. It's very – much like what happened in Cuba, what's happened in Venezuela. This sure. is not a lot different than that. You know, they haven't turned into those kinds of countries yet, but they very well could. And You're talking about California. So, yeah, California, yeah. So you you got under that buzzsaw for doing what's right. Right. And you were willing to pay the price for it, which is all about your courage and commitment to principle. But this this is just a small microcosm of what Is could be quickly proliferating throughout this country. Well, you know,
1: your podcast uh, about not being nice, see, it's turned opposite. Um, Being nice is actually telling people the truth. Um, That is actually what the nice thing to do is, uh, the correct thing to do. But when people don't want to hear the truth, look, I think we have two, we have two versions of people out there, people that want to hide the truth, and people that want to expose the truth. There's two tiers of justice out there. One for the elite, you know, in Animal Farm, George Orwell wrote Animal Farm, said all animals are created equal, but some animals are more equal than others. So you have people like Hillary Clinton, James Comey, Rod Rosenstein, you know, Adam Schiff, Brennan, these guys can all break the law, break the law, and, and impunity. But others, like a shop owner in Texas, gets arrested for opening her shop. Priests are being arrested for uh, having mass. Uh, uh, people like me are fined uh, $15 million for exposing Planned Parenthood, murdering babies, delivering them alive, and then harvesting their organs. I turn to my attorneys during trial when these abortionists are literally on the witness stand describing what they do. I said, somebody call the cops. She just admitted to homicide in the first degree. Yeah. Insanity, but I'm the bad one. So I, I encourage you, keep this up. Keep telling the truth. Keep pounding that drum. Anybody that's listening, keep pounding the drum. Be courageous. Um, and, and you're going to see the fruit of that. Because when you look throughout history, this is our historical moment right here, in my opinion. You, maybe you said, well, if I was at the Civil Rights Movement, I'd be marching with Martin Luther King. Well, then get out there and open your shop. If I was, uh, you know, in in the times of slavery, I'd be right next to Harriet Tubman. Uh, I would be marching up Normandy, uh, trying to liberate Europe. I would have been marching right next to George Washington. Well, you know what? This is our moment of our generation to get out there, and it's just as simple as opening your shop, going to work. Don't wear a face mask. It's a sign of suppression. Not mm-hmm. not uh, not to mention the fact oppression. you can't
0: breathe at all.
1: <laughs> well, you know. You know, I've got a Guy Fawkes mask. You should watch V for Vendetta. I've got a Guy Fawkes mask. Okay. If you force me to wear a mask, that's what I'm going to wear. Yeah. I'm not, but I'm not even going to wear that.
0: So let me lay this out for you, too, because actually there is a problem with niceness as defined. Nice is entirely subjective, it's what you think of someone. So it's whether you think that they're agreeable or pleasant. Well, listen. I mean, you and I love hanging out together, but the guy down the street, I don't want to hang out with that guy because he's all cruel or they don't like me or whatever. Right. And, and being agreeable. There are sincere disagreements in society that are absolutely going to happen. It's entirely up to the person as they think it. And the problem with nice people who are, by and large, the most mean and evil people, they were they have mean people suck bumper stickers on their car. Uh, you know, they want to impose, whether by cultural shaming or by government edict, they want to impose their perspective. A kind person is dedicated to truth, doesn't try to impose their way on anyone, but is fighting strongly to, for good for the other person. They have the other person's good in mind, not their personal agenda. They have an agenda and a perspective and principles. And they're fighting for those, but they respect the rights of that other person. Micah 6.8, I talk about this on my website, politicsisntnice.com. I talk about it forever. Micah 6.8, he has shown you, O man, meaning God, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. And yeah, that that, uh, love kindness, that's that um, Hebrew word chesed which really means loving kindness. It means uh, an ultimate good for the other. But there is no good that isn't founded in truth. And truth is an objective concept. It's not your truth or my truth. Your truth or my truth are only as good as it stands against ultimate objective truth. And we have to reassert that in society. You can't do that lightly. You can't do that uh, in a limited manner or a low key manner all the time. No parent is would be considered kind that didn't discipline their children, but no child being disciplined thinks their parents being very nice. this is this is the whole thing that we've got to be rethinking in society, and certainly those of us that care, about our American principles, and and more importantly, the ultimate principles of truth that our founding fathers sought to connect with. Imperfectly though it may be, they still sought to connect with ultimate truth and recognize, this is why Jefferson so rightly wrote in the Declaration of Independence, that these rights and principles come from God. There is an objective reality that we are required to attempt to uh, connect with so that we can have real freedom and liberty. Real freedom and liberty isn't found in the Constitution, except as far as it is connected to God's principles of liberty and truth. And it is fairly well, at least better than any document that ever existed before. That's what we're trying to assert here.
1: Correct. But you're obviously not very nice. (laughs) Niceness is, is like racism, right? You just have to say, oh, that's racist. Yeah. You know? Uh, you're, you're not nice. You're mean, therefore they discredit you just like that. It's just a form of discrediting you just out of hand and not listening to your arguments and then censoring you. It's not nice. How much censorship have we seen on social media in the last several weeks? Anything? Look, if you want to say the moon is truly made out of blue cheese, go ahead and say it. It doesn't threaten me. It doesn't threaten my reality. Doesn't, uh, threaten my perspective. But if, if it does to some of these people on the other side, they'll just censor you, burn yeah. your book, take you off, just delete you, you're gone. The free flow of oil at market prices was George Bush's first, uh, George Bush, his reasoning to go to war in Kuwait. I say the free flow of information for, for market consumption, is what we should be doing. Let people have any views that they want, as long as they're not harmful to people. I don't believe in the KKK, or I don't know, flat earth people. I try to understand what they're talking about, but. (laughs) Good luck. And I don't want to relate the two of them together. Uh, That's unfair uh, to both of them. But they have the right to say that. I have the right to be pro-life, and to uh, vocally endorse and, uh, you know, children in the womb and to uh, speak out on their behalf. And the other side has the right to say we should kill them and then let the community decide, let our laws decide. But unfortunately uh, it's illegal to be nice. And if that's the case, I'm convicted, I'm a convicted criminal.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I I will say this. Um, When you allow diverse viewpoints to propagate in a society. Again, unless it's that uh, we need to go out and kill all Jews, you know, kind of thing. Uh, If the KKK or or neo-Nazis were actually advocating and working towards that, they have broken the law. They need to be uh, justly uh, taken care of. But um, if they are um, just saying they're stupid outrageous ideas they all had ought to have a right to do it but when you and that's an extreme example when it's just differences of political opinion differences on abortion whatever the subject matter is if they don't get all out there then the true ideas or at least people that are founded in true ideas won't get their arguments honed because we can be wrong in certain ways the best way to get the truth out there is to have it be subject to opposition. Mm -hmm. That's what hones our argument that makes it more clear and ultimately that makes it more acceptable to people. And when we had real freedom for people to speak their mind in this country, as we did in the the 19th and, and begin up until the early parts of the early 20th century, we were a great nation in many ways, even with all of our flaws and the ideas of liberty and freedom were very clear to everybody. Because you had a lot, just watch a Western, (laughs) you know. But truth and justice are very real concepts that we have to be constantly working towards. And I find sometimes, even people on our side of issues, sometimes say the stupidest things that make no sense. I mean, they care about the truth, they want to say the right thing, they want to assert the right thing, but sometimes they just say stupid things. And so, therefore, it's not, it's unpalatable to their opponents. Make sure. it palatable by putting proper concepts of reason into it while maintaining a fidelity to that truth.
1: Right on. Spot on, baby. Well, it's hey, so, interesting that the, the people who, are, who claim to be most open-minded have the most closed minds. The people who right. claim to be most diverse are the least diverse. The people that argue for free speech don't really want free speech.
0: Right. Yeah. they And they want everybody to be nice too, by the way. Be nice. Hope Um, we were nice today. Yeah, we were nice. Uh, So tell me, what's going on with you moving forward? A little bit of, tell people how to get in connected with uh, Operation Rescue. um, And give some final thoughts to this as we get ready. So
1: operationrescue.org is our website. Um, They can follow my public page on Facebook. I would like to post little video vignettes of encouragement from time to time. Hmm. And um, as far as what's happening now, I mean, we're still on appeal with the big Planned Parenthood case. We have another trial coming up with the National Abortion Federation, probably now in 2021, now that the courts have been closed for so long. But we continue to expose the underbelly of the abortion industry. We call for these abortions to be put behind bars. We help craft laws and states to... uh, really put massive hurdles in front of these abortion centers and, and, uh, and close them down. We've literally gone from uh, 2,176 abortion clinics to about 700 in the last 15 years. So we've closed 70% of these abortion chambers. I want them all closed and I won't stop till they are. But those are some of the things that we do. We call for justice, we uh, force entities to implement law. If, if an abortion is, abortionist is botching abortions, killing women, sending women to the hospital, We'll get their medical license revoked oftentimes and sometimes get them thrown in jail. So uh, that's how we're moving forward. Um, I am uh, personally uh, involved in a lot of different fronts here to get America open, fighting for our Second Amendment rights, fighting uh, for honestly for Donald Trump. Uh, I can't see anybody on the left, anybody else in the field. We just look at the field, who's running, who even might be running from Michelle Obama to Como to. Mini Mike, uh, any one of Biden's potential running mates always has to be a liberal female. So you have all these liberal female governors that are kind of trying out for the part of the yeah. next best totalitarian. So we're fighting to see that, look, all the things that we've done over the past thirty years, plus, to bring us to this point, great economic future, great uh, you know gun rights across the nation have blossomed over the last few years. Um, great economy, uh, inroads to closing abortion clinics, all that 's going to be completely decimated in November if the opposition gets in to power and I'm calling in the opposition party. they're not Americans they're the opposition party yeah. and we so i'm working uh, closely with the administration to see that he gets reelected, and uh, I'm proud of it.
0: Yeah well, we have a lot of potential hope for the future. Absolutely. I'm, always I'm, I'm
1: always, I'm always optimistic.
0: Yeah, you are. I've known you for a lot of years and I've seen that in you. And uh, you, you get so much opposition to yourself and you keep remaining the happy warrior and that's uh, to your credit and it's to all of our benefit too. So I'm grateful, to, first of all, for our friendship, but also for what you do because I know you put a lot on the line and um, not everyone will do it. But it certainly is advancing the cause. Just when you talk about how many uh, people are gone from uh, how many of these abortion clinics are gone, that's just amazing. So thank right. you, Troy Newman. You bet. For, I'll try to be nicer in the future. Huh?
1: I'll try to be nicer in the
0: future. No, just be kind. That's all I ask. <laughs> all right. You apparently need to dig into my article right there at the top of the <laughs> webpage and make sure you imbibe it and understand it because I don't want anyone being nice I want them to be kind uh, I want them to be about justice right. that's what we're seeking here Great. but I and I know you're there so
1: there'll be a lot of imbibing
0: yeah well thanks again Troy Newman right. operationrescue.org by the way folks you need to go there support them and uh, let's uh, let's crowdsource uh, legal fees for you as well too <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it
0: I love it Troy thanks so much my friend
1: you bet thank you
0: Thank you for joining us today on the against nice podcast and again before you leave us, I just want to ask you, connect with us on our email list and our social media. Go to politicsisntnice.com. Click on the join our email list button. We'll get you information related to what we learned here today, but also um, other information that we're finding out along the way. It'll be a great resource for you. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash against nice and our Twitter page at against nice go check us out there and we look forward to talking to you getting your feedback finding out more from you thanks have a great day